The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the Exxon show uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year at www.xzone. No, I'm sorry, www.xzbn.net forward slash live htm. That's www.xzbn.net forward slash live htm. When, uh, when criminals do unspeakable acts against others, we often question what happened in their lives that led them to such rage or mental decline. Well, my guest this hour, Dr. Clancy McKenzie, says in some cases their mothers may have unintentionally set off a downward spiral. Dr. McKenzie's years of extensive research prove that many mental issues, particularly schizophrenia and depression, are simply delayed post-traumatic stress disorders from infancy. Over the next hour, he's going to help uh, us to better understand how acts of criminals like the D.C. sniper, Unabomber, and Gary Heinick uh, can often be traced back to traumatic separation from their mothers, unbeknownst to the mothers, in very early childhood. These illnesses are precipitated by similar separations from some other most important person, like a husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, and so on, in later life. Now, Dr. Clancy is widely acclaimed as an authority on understanding the origins of mechanisms, treatment, and prevention of schizophrenia, depression, and other serious disorders. He was awarded the Temple University Nelson and Winnie Mandela's Humanitarian Award for his outstanding devotion to patients suffering from the effects of schizophrenia, and his, house, and his groundbreaking work is also acknowledged by the uh, senatorial and congressional records. Joining me now is Dr. Clancy McKenzie, and we're going to be talking to the good doctor about his new book, Babies Need Mothers, How Mothers Can Prevent Mental Illness in Their Children. And Dr. McKenzie, welcome to the X-Zone, sir. 
Thank you. Very good to be here with you today. Uh, geez, uh, I, you know, when we look back in time and we, you know, we look at some of the atrocities and the horrors that certain individuals have caused on other individuals, uh, you know, in society, are we basically now getting a better grip of what caused this doctor and that we this could all be related back to their earliest times? Yes, and it's no one's fault, by the way. Uh, accidents happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, with the Unabomber, uh, when he was nine months old, he was hospitalized. And nine months is at the end of the stranger anxiety period where they're terrified of strangers. Mm-hmm. He was alone in a hospital crib um, where people were poking him with needles, strange faces, and putting tubes into him, etc. Now, his mother was allowed to visit, but she was not permitted to touch him. Now, rage is proportionate to helplessness, and no one is as helpless as a baby when the mother's not there. And can you imagine the rage of the baby when he was hurting, frightened, and and really needed her, and he saw her standing there next to him, but in his mind, she simply refused to pick him up, hold him, and comfort him. Now, of course, in adult life, he would have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. But that was a, a serious separation trauma. And about 39 years later, um, his lady friend left him. He was no longer able to function well enough to teach math at, uh, in college. Mm-hmm. And he holed up in the woods. Now, the rage was revisited, but the memory of what caused it had been had disappeared long before. But it's the most murderous rage when a baby can see the mother standing there and she refuses to pick him up, hold him, and feed him. All right, Doctor, you and I have to take a commercial break. Please stand by. Exonation, Dr. Clancy McKenzie is our special guest. www.drmckenzie.com Dot com and the good doctor and I will be back on the other side of this break talking more about babies need mothers. We'll be back in two. Don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. Dr. Clancy McKenzie is our special guest, www.drmckenzie.com. And we're talking to uh, Dr. McKenzie today about his new book entitled Babies Need Mothers, How Mothers Can Prevent Mental Illness in Their Children. Once again, www.drmckenzie.com. All right, doctor. So here we have a situation where the where the child was in a crib. The mother couldn't touch him. Uh, he had, uh, you know, that was traumatic on him. And then later on in life, he had a, uh, a a a sad love relationship. He had to leave. Um, you know, teaching mathematics. He, you know, he held up in the in the woods, and everybody knows the rest of the story. But basically, what the what the no one has really understood is that. Partially, his mind revisited the rage. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't recall the memories, 
but it's the rage. The mother to the to the child is the whole world. So that rage becomes directed out to the whole world. And he holed up in the woods. He was no longer able to teach math at Harvard. Mm-hmm. He was so disturbed when the, when his lady friend left him. And then he sent bombs um, indiscriminately to people he had never met. Now, of course, he wrote this um, this uh, thesis on why he sent a bomb to each person. But that's the adult portion of the mind trying to justify uh, killing people whom he had never met. Um, now, the same post-traumatic, delayed post-traumatic stress dis- disorder mechanism operates in all cases of schizophrenia and depression. I first identified the age of origin mm-hmm. in 1966 when we learned that uh, from a child psychoanalytic instructor that the age of origin was from of child schizophrenia was in the first 18 months of life. I checked my adult patient population and found that six of my adult patients with schizophrenia had a sibling about a year and a half younger, and as many of my non-psychotic depressed patients had a sibling about two and a half years younger, and in no instance in that small population was this reversed. Well, the mutual exclusivity is like flipping a coin 12 times and calling it correctly heads or tails each time. So I began to study that, and didn't take long before I recognized with with just the birth of a sibling, uh, uh, that the persons who had a sibling who had schizophrenia and who had a sibling 18 months younger were categorically different from those with a sibling 16 months younger, and these differed from those with a sibling 14 months younger. It didn't take long before I learned to identify the age of origin in months, to the nearest month, more often than off by a month. Uh, from that, mm-hmm. and from using the birth of a sibling as my measuring stick. And because I was able to do this, I was able to identify the other uh, infant traumas, and all of them are separation from the mother trauma. The reason why that is more overwhelming than war trauma to a soldier is because for as long as mammals have populated the earth, separation from mother has meant death. Then, years or decades later, instead of a loud noise precipitating the flashback, it's a separation from some other most important person, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, or group, which precipitates the initial step back in time. And instead of combat reality and behavior, it's infant reality and behavior we see. For example, um, uh, you know, well, I can give an example that sure. the that the listeners will be able to pick the age of origin. A family brought me a young 20-year-old man who was convinced he would never be able to walk again because his feet hurt. Now that reality was more real to him than the reality that he had just walked into my office and sat down. So when is it that an infant um, experiences the reality everyone else can walk but he cannot because, and it's because his feet hurt. Usually when I ask an audience that, they guess 11, 12 months. I said to the family, and of course your audience will guess about the same, because that's when that reality exists. Mm-hmm. And I asked the, the, the audience, uh, I mean, well, the, uh, the, most of the audience can usually uh, pick that age of origin. 
And uh, I, uh, uh, and so I told the family something happened when he was just 12 months old. They said nothing happened. I said, oh yes, something happened. He was just 12 months old. They again denied it. And finally, I said something happened that caused his mother to be extremely upset when he was just uh, 12 months old. Uh, and then they remembered, oh yeah, his older brother died when he was just 12 months old. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the mother would be terribly upset. And of course, it's not the mother's fault. Then I said to the family, now in order for him to have the breakdown now, there had to be a separation from some other most important person uh, in, uh, in the last couple of months. And they said, yes, a month ago, his lady friend moved away. Uh, so that's the origin mechanism. It, it's so incredibly simple, yet no one sees the obvious. The first time I met with John Nash of A Beautiful Mind, for example, I told him the age of origin of his disorder was between 15 and 16 months. Then we learned that when he was 15 months old, the stock market was 400. When he was 16 months old, October 1929, it was 200. Mm-hmm. Well, people were 70% margins, so they were wiped out with the first 30% drop. Mothers who were devoted to their babies and loved their babies suddenly are extremely depressed because they lost all their newfound fortune and they were focused on survival, whether it be food for the family, etc. Now, that's all it takes to cause this, uh, to set the stage for the disorder because that is more overwhelming and terrifying to a baby than war trauma is to a soldier. But, but and, Doctor, what is it that causes somebody to not be able to believe he can walk and then somebody to turn into the Unabomber? What causes the extremes? Well, you see, this was a different age of origin. The age of reality of the, um, uh, let's see, of the 12 month old mm-hmm. was different than the person in stranger anxiety, which was roughly eight to nine months. Uh, he just experienced, re-experienced the rage. And, of course, uh, I had persons uh, like I, I did, air, I evaluated airline disasters around the world, and I think this one was in Ecuador or Bogota, uh, somewhere down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the plane came down in a storm, it hit the runway and angled, tore off a wing, went uh, spinning down the runway at 161 miles an hour, landed in some trees. There was a smell of, de- of jet fuel, the lights were out. They had to jump off the airplane. Now, some people in their post-traumatic stress disorder were terrified of jumping in a swimming pool because they had to jump off the wing of an airplane in the dark, and they didn't know how far it was to the ground. Others became panicky when they smelled uh, fuel at the gas pump, and others um, uh, were frightened by uh, 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 loud noises like a car accident, and others were afraid to travel fast on the highway in a motor vehicle. So uh, each person captures something that is the most overwhelming to them at the time. The rage of the Unabomber was most intense dimension of, of, of his early trauma, and 
the one who was traumatized by losing his mother emotionally when he was 12 months old, um, you know, might have blamed the self because he couldn't walk and everyone else could. Mm -hmm. And he might have taken all the blame on on himself. But invariably, uh, separation to the from the mother to the baby as and it's what the baby experiences you know that is what sets the stage for each of these disorders schizophrenia is the first 18 months schizoaffective disorders mostly 19 through 21 months bipolar hypomania peaks at 22 months the remainder of the psychotic depressions up to 24 months asthma peaks at 24 months and the non-psychotic depressions are 24 to 34 months. And the very strange thing is that there's not another psychiatrist who is aware of this. None of them uh, recognize the origin. Uh, uh, the other studies I've done have proven this. Uh, we took uh, 27 patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 13 had uh, psychoses, and they were traumatized in the first 24 months, 14 with non-psychotic depression were traumatized between 24 and 34 months. That's like flipping a coin 27 times and calling it correctly, heads or tails each time. I mean, that's one mm-hmm. chance in 134 million by chance alone. Um, and it's so crystal clear. And uh, if you see enough of this, you can determine clinically the age of origin. And um, once I did that often enough, I could then identify the other infant separation traumas. I mean, people were blaming this on a chemical imbalance. That's ridiculous. What happens is a person shifts not only to the infant mind, but to the infant region of the brain. These are the areas that put out more dopamine in those other neurotransmitters. You reactivate that part of the brain and you get more dopamine, etc. There's a corresponding shift away from brain activity of the higher cortical structures, and like any other part of the body that becomes less active, there develops disuse atrophy. So all the biological research at NIMH and elsewhere around the world is a search downstream for the leak in the dam, measuring biological results and never addressing cause. Genetics is predisposition at best, Mm -hmm. and the environmental factors merely intensify the original uh, separation trauma, and a subsequent one that activates the process years and decades later. The entire field is searching only in the wrong direction for cause. All right, stand by, Doctor. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Doctor Clancy McKenzie is our special guest this hour. www.drmckenzie.com. We're talking about his new book, "Babies Need Mothers: The Mothers uh, How Mothers Can Prevent Mental Illness." in their children. I'll be back on the other side with Dr. McKenzie as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com Nation, Dr. Clancy McKenzie is our special guest, www.drmckenzie.com. That's D-R-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E.com. And we're talking about Dr. McKenzie's new book, Babies Need Mothers, How Mothers Can Prevent Mental Illness in Their Children. You know, with the amount of children who are now coming from split families uh you know where they where the child undergoes in my opinion a great deal of stress what is this going to what does this tell us about what we have to look forward to in society if the same symptoms bring on people like the dc sniper and the unabomber well yes uh the we have the advent of the working mother in america too Mm -hmm. and then families that are splitting up and the mother can be very depressed. It depends on on the particular month and the, of origin in, in, to the baby. If this happens in the first 18 months and the mother is extremely upset, that can cause schizophrenia. In the next two months, it can be schizoaffective disorder, then hypo, uh, bipolar hypomania, and then the rest of the psychotic depressions oh up to 24 months. And Month by month, there's a difference. You can recognize when you learn to recognize mm-hmm. the, the age of origin, um, uh, which I did through using the birth of a sibling as my measuring stick. Um, uh, so we're having a number of things that are causing more mental disturbances. Uh, one of the primary things, by the way, are these medications are getting. Uh, there is a report of 40-fold increase in uh, bipolar disorder. Uh, they give these young children uh, uh, antidepressants, especially the SSRI antidepressants, 
and it pushes them over into bipolar disorder, suicide. There's three to four times as many suicides on the SSRI medications. And um, so we have a lot of things that are causing harm to the children right now. Um, and the advent of the working mother is one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another uh, event that's brought about a change. Uh, women used to spend five days in the hospital following delivery. Yep. Now they're booted out of the hospital the first day or the second day. Um, this causes um, uh, a greater bonding with the, with the child who was left at home. But if there's a separation followed good by good bonding, there's a greater chance of, of there being a, a mental disorder caused by it. So uh, there's changes in society. But one of the most devastating, I believe, is the advent of these medications that are tried on children. And uh, it causes all sorts of havoc with the children, and it does increase suicide rate. Um, uh, the antipsychotic medicines that they're giving to children now, and they so freely advertise on the radio, if your antidepressants not working, try Abilify. Yeah. Well, they would add an antipsychotic to it. And um, there's no real proof uh, that these drugs are effective. It, it, they, uh, 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 on a short term, they can do studies that show it, but after six to eight weeks, they can't show any more effectiveness. Um, so to, for mothers to avoid mental illness in their children, they just have to realize that child must not be overwhelmed with separation from mother. If the baby is screaming, don't walk out the door for any reason. Um, I mean, depending on age, uh, once they're three years old, um, I'd say that makes a difference. So, uh, that would be okay. It wouldn't be as bad, I should say. Uh, I have never seen a a, a de- depression with an age of origin subsequent to 34 months. So I say the mother should be with the baby for the first 35 months. Spock said 36 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, it's a, depression is serious, so I say, well, give them the extra month. Uh, but the idea of daycare and someone else should be rearing the baby. The baby wants the mother and uh, needs a mother, and that's the way it should be. Um, so uh, for, for the mother to keep it in mind that that baby, when it's crying, it really needs a mother, and there is no true replacement for the mother. Um, I might say a little bit about research. If okay, you, sure. Go uh, right ahead, sir. Um, you know, in this area, uh, this work would never, ever, ever get a research grant from NIH, the National Institute of Mental Health, because it absolutely proves the origin of these disorders. And they would lose all the grants for, uh, their, uh, for biological study, because it's not a biological cause. All my work proved it was biological result. One year, I guess it was 1998, just to get a complete overview of biological research, 
I reviewed all the research studies, uh, biological research studies presented at an American Psychiatric Association meeting. And I showed where each study more likely was the result and not the cause of the disease process. Well, I uh, sent this to the uh, uh, schizophrenia bulletin, which is an arm of the American of the uh, National Institute of Mental Health. I told the editor-in-chief I don't have time to spin wheels on this, but I wanted an opinion from him. He wrote right back and said it was a good article. He liked it, but unfortunately, it has to be peer-reviewed. And all the NIMH scientists were biological scientists, and no biological scientist is going to approve an article that says biological uh, uh, change is the result and not the cause of the disease process. Well, they would lose all their biological research grants if we proved to their satisfaction that, uh, that it was the biological change was the result and not the cause. Likewise, the genetic research at best is, uh, um, is predisposition, and then most of those studies have been debunked because uh, uh, they were overzealous in how they presented this, and really uh, uh, the data shows something quite different. I could go over the data, but research sometimes bores an audience. But <laughs> I've shown where uh, that... At best, it would be some mild predisposition, but without the original trauma. And a subsequent similar trauma, which would be a separation from some other most important person, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, or group, which precipitates the initial step back in time to whatever age during infancy it was. Without that, you don't have these disorders. And so that makes uh, genetics predisposition at best in the third area that they study over and over again, they try to find environmental factors. All environmental factors can do is intensify the original separation from mother trauma and the subsequent uh, symptom precipitating trauma, which is separation from some other most important person later in life. Each breakdown you will find uh, followed separation from husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, or group. Now, now can, can this also happen when we separate a child too early if, and put the child into daycare or to kindergarten or the first that, day of school? That sets the stage for it because to a baby, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in the first two years of life, that can produce a psychosis. Uh, it sets the stage for the psychosis. And in the next year of life, it sets the stage for the later development of non-psychotic depression. And so uh, that separation, that's the, first, that's the original symptom-defining trauma because what defines the symptoms later in life are what's the reality, feelings, behavior of the baby at, at the particular age it was separated. And these are very precise uh, to the month. Wow. Usually I'll meet with a person and I'll right away know the month of origin. Here's another one, by the way, that the readers or the listeners will automatically be able to determine catatonic schizophrenia, for example. Now, uh, that's, uh, that's been a mystery for hundreds of years. But all we have to do is ask a simple question, and the audience will get the answer. 
uh, catatonic schizophrenia is when a person holds one posture for days at a time and then one day erupts in a violent thrusting motion of the body as if in a life and death struggle. So we just ask the, the listeners here, when is it that a person holds, when during our life cycle mm -hmm. is it that a person holds one body posture for days at a time and then might start uh, uh, a violent thrusting motion of the body? When we ask that question, there is only one time that we hold one posture for days at a time, and that's prior to birth. And coupled the violent thrusting motion with a near-death experience and a very difficult delivery. So there you have the age of origin of catatonic schizophrenia. And one other factor uh, that verifies that is this used to be common 100 years ago. Now it's re relatively uncommon. What's the difference? Modern obstetrics with far fewer near-death experiences. Unfortunately, nobody thinks of these very simple, simple things. I mean, this is so simple, I can explain this to a young child, and the young child will understand. Uh, but uh, I don't have much hope for NIMH mm -hmm. because they would lose their research grants if they were to uh, agree with this. So um, this editor-in-chief of the Schizophrenia Bulletin wrote that, unfortunately, uh, all the... Uh, scientists at NIMH were biological scientists, and no biological scientist would peer review the paper and agree that biological change might be the result instead of the cause. Imagine, no one at the National Institute of Mental Health was capable of entertaining the possibility that a psychological problem could have a psychological cause. That's pretty incredible. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm getting quite critical of them. But sure, but let, let me ask you this, sir. Yeah. What, you know, how can your research and the wonderful work that you've done, connecting the dots, help society to be better? My gosh, we can eliminate these serious disorders. We can possibly get some mm -hmm. simple, simple research studies done that will confirm this and that will show in this show it's not a chemical imbalance, it's not hereditary, uh, it's not environmental factors uh, that play a very minor role, Right. but it's post-traumatic stress disorder from infancy, and uh, it, that sets the stage for the later development of the disorder, and we must prevent babies from going through these traumas. The mother must be happy, uh, uh, and Mothers uh, can do what fathers can't do. Uh, mothers are right brain. The baby interacts with the mother. The right prefrontal cortex of the brain with the, of the baby with the same with the mother. And the right orbital cortex of the baby's brain connects with the right orbital cortex uh, of the mother. Uh, men are left brain. Uh, and they are, therefore, they're not is well equipped to do this. And the baby wants the mother. It goes through stranger anxiety around age eight months it begins, and they're overwhelmed with strangers. They can't just be picked up and set into a daycare um, and think that everything's going to be fine. Uh, it, uh, the mothers have to know this. 
There's nowhere they get this. I saw headlines in the newspaper about 25 years ago. Some congresswoman uh, wrote, uh, babies need daycare. I can't imagine uh, anyone saying that babies need daycare, you know, because of, um, uh, you know, babies needing daycare. That's absolutely, that's not what babies need. Babies need mothers. All right, doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break. Exxon Nation, Dr. Clancy McKenzie is our special guest this hour. His book is entitled, Babies Need Mothers. How Mothers Can Prevent Mental Illness in Their Children. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with our special guest this hour, the one and only Dr. Clancy McKenzie. And once again, his website is www.drmckenzie.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. Don't go away. The course of a lifetime over and over Explanation, uh, Dr. Clancy McKenzie is our special guest, and uh, the doctor has come up with a fascinating book. And, and you know, I, I think that every parent should read this book. Parents who are grandparents now should pass it on to their children. And if you're, if you're planning on having a child, I really think that this is one book that must be read. The name of the book is Babies Need Mothers, How Mothers Can Prevent Mental Illness in Their Children. First of all, Dr. Uh, Dr. McKenzie, Pleasure talking to you, sir. Fascinating work. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of ticked off at the psychiatric community because it seems that what they want to do is just protect the money that Big Pharma is giving them, and they really don't give a damn about anything else. That's it, and they're in collusion with them. Uh, for example, um, uh, uh, three of the major American Psychiatric Association clinical treatment guidelines were mm-hmm. developed by 20 physicians, 18 of whom uh, received incentives from the... In, from the drug companies, which they failed to re- disclose, and 100% of those 18 recommended the drug by the company that paid them. Hmm. That's how their clinical treatment guidelines were formed. I mean, it's appalling. It is. And it goes on and on. All the universities, they are biological psychiatrists right now, not having uh, uh, any thoughts about biological change being the result and not the cause. I have proven very conclusively um, with the 27 out of 27, you know, like one chance in 134 million by chance alone, mm-hmm. uh, the, that it's the infant separation trauma that produces the disorder. Um, and Sarnoff Mednick, University of Southern California, uh, surveyed the 6,000 in the Finnish database for me and gave me a glorious endorsement for my textbook i got a, a textbook too and uh and then someone else gave uh, mortensen gave me the 
the data from the 2700 in the Danish cohort in schizophrenia, and that was significant beyond one chance in a million. But uh, I can't get anyone to do the research. The research is so incredibly simple. Uh, I have a means of identifying the peak age of origin and the age range of origin of every symptom and every diagnostic category utilizing data that already exists. Hmm. But there's no chance of getting this through the National Institute of Mental Health because they would lose all their grants. It would prove that everything they've done for the last 50 years has been to search only in the wrong direction for cause and missing cause altogether. It's incredible. So basically, they'd just rather keep us keep the children drugged up than to cure them. Uh, that's true, and keep the grants flowing. Ah, oh, for God's sake. You know, and, yeah. and they, they're protected by the peer review process. Like, they, they couldn't peer review my, my work at NIMH because they were all biological scientists, and they had to continue the, the thought, the fallacy, that mm-hmm. uh, biolo- biological change is what causes it, when biological change is merely the result of the disease process. Doctor, we have to say so long for tonight, but I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. Continued success, and and thank you very much for being there for us. Well, thank you very much for having me on the program. It's my great pleasure. Exonation, my guest this hour, Dr. Clancy McKenzie, www.drmckenzie.com. The name of his book is Babies Need Mothers, How Mothers Can Prevent Mental Illness in Their Children. We'll be back after the news at six and a half minutes past the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. (music) 